podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. It is October 27, 2019, and today's show, Faces Traders Podcast, will capture what were the greatest stories of the entire week. So let's start off with these titles. Tesla Energy, Shanghai Giga Factory and Model Y, Team Edison, Forbes 12,000 Electric Stations with Volkswagen's Electrify America, and Amazon's 35,000 Home Charge Plugs. We'll be discussing Voyages Robo Taxis, Uber Works, and a couple more. So stay tuned on this show. Faces Trader. Okay. This week, Tesla was the probably highlight of the week. Um, Were you surprised? I definitely was. Tesla had $880 million of deferred revenues, nearly $500 million to recognize going forward as additional upside. Tesla is not a car company. It is not robo-taxis. It is Tesla energy and battery storages. Tesla is all set to launch its fleet of robo-taxis by 2020. It will initially offer its Model 3 for the robo-taxi service. Tesla is also planning to launch Tesla Network, which will allow owners to place their autonomous vehicles as robo-taxis. China's Model 3 is their biggest target market. Note that China's premium sedan sales in 2018 is 500,000 cars, and Elon Musk is confident that Chinese people will want a model Tesla 3. Less capex and vehicle. Uh, this um, was the reason why there was higher gross margins. There was an extremely efficient capex in Shanghai. The Gigafactory in Shanghai was finished in 10 months. It was amazing cost controls. For this quarter, uh, Tesla surprised by having $371 million in Q3, which were all free cash flows. A company that used to be really in red ink uh, is now actually churning real money. The bright spot in my view on the earnings call was the battery deployments. $477 million from a prior $200 million and almost $100 million in existence three years ago. So it's the batteries. I also see that the very strong revenue generator is the electricity and not necessarily the cars. It's $400 million on energy revenue, and this is headed in the right direction. So overall, this earnings was $6.3 billion revenues, uh, income of $200 million. The surprise of the quarter was really the gross margin. Um, When you look around the numbers, basically they sold approximately 80,000 cars with an 18.9% gross margin. They restructured and operating expenses went down to $928 million despite delivering more cars. So it was really good cost management. Um, Shares went gap up 20% the day after the results were announced and it closed 10% higher even after that 20% gap up. 
So 250 to 330 are approximately 30% higher based on all of these um, developments. Uh, the key takeaways, basically Model Y is ahead of schedule. The production is beginning in summer 2020. Uh, Shanghai production, which is the Gigafactory, gave efficient gross margins sequentially better. Gap margins were sequentially better. Um, we should note here that China is the world's largest auto market. China is also the largest electric vehicle market. So if Tesla can launch very well in China, and Tesla expects approximately 360,000 deliveries this year, 15% of their sales come from China with products 20 to 30% more expensive due to tariffs. Uh, Tesla is making money on many fronts, solar leasing. The solar roof is also making them profitable and this entire quarter did not have any one-time items. Um, the key takeaway here is that Tesla is not selling cars. That would be too misguided. Tesla is an energy company. They are selling energy batteries. A couple of weeks ago, I sent the article about Jeff Dan, Professor Jeff Dan finally um, cracking the million mile battery shortage problem. And because of the ability to um, store energy, which Tesla also patented, this is an ability for anyone to collect electricity from the sun, put it in that battery so that you have solar power or electricity for your Tesla car or for whatever car in this manner. Given that Tesla is an electric power company, it will be more profitable than just selling cars. It should also be noted that since Tesla cars are uh, powered by NVIDIA chips and it's powered with a lot of self um, self-driving automation modes, there is actually a Tesla arcade inside wherein um, on every Tesla tree, you could be playing video games. Uh, Tesla arcade is um, the video game features of Tesla. It's a new video game hub found across its line of electric cars. Tesla brought a Model 3 um, for a lot of people to see and um, Developers were um, there to show the uh, beach buggy racing and so forth. So basically, um, if we posit Tesla against competitors, here's how you should see it. Uh, which are the energy companies that we know of? Uh, all of the energy names these days are actually providing 5 to 6% yields. Uh, and they are single-digit ratios, which makes them attractive for value investors looking for yield. ExxonMobil is $294 billion market cap, 5% yield 17 times forward. Chevron trades $224 billion market cap, 4% yield 16 times forward. British Petroleum is $133 billion market cap, 6% yield 10 times forward. Royal Dutch Shell is a $237 billion market cap, providing 6% yield 10 times forward ratio. Now, if you check other automakers, let's, um, let's define Ford, Motor, Ford Motors. So Ford Motors actually reported earnings this week as well. But I think the biggest news was um, them being Team Edison, Ford, Volkswagen, and Amazon together build 12,000 electric stations 
and 35,000 home charge plugs, which will eliminate the range anxiety. So basically, Ford's Motor said on Thursday that it was teaming up with Volkswagen and Amazon to give its future electric car customers a range of charging options from highways to homes. So Ford does not currently offer currently any electric vehicle, but once it does, it will offer the largest North American network of electric vehicle charges of any automaker, including Tesla. Unlike Tesla, of course, Ford did not build this charging network on its own. It works with EV charging companies Green Lots and Electrify America. Ford has created what it calls the Ford Pass Charging Network. When needed, users will be directed to one of the network's charges, chargers using an app or in the vehicle's central touchscreen. So while Tesla's chargers can only be used by Tesla cars, the chargers in the Ford Pass network will work with most other electric cars. Unlike Tesla's chargers, which are all run and operated by Tesla, chargers in the Ford Pass network will be operated by different companies. So it sounds a bit like Apple and Android, right? Tesla's electricity, electric cars, electric network all works only for Tesla. Whereas for Ford Pass, it works with Tesla and all the rest of the cars. So the charging network will include fast chargers that can rapidly juice up a vehicle's battery to about 80% in about 40 minutes in some cases. While the chargers themselves will work with many different cars, only Ford drivers will be able to use the Ford Pass app. Green Lots is a subsidiary of Shell and operates the software behind the app. So just a few trivia. Ford is the number two U.S. car maker and it has laid out plans to invest more than $11 billion in electric vehicles and is targeting a majority of its sales from them by 2022, roughly three years from now. As for Ford's earnings, it was not good. Ford was um, essentially an American car that goes by the way of the dinosaur. Now, the only car that Ford will be selling in the near future will be Mustang. Ford announced that it will be closing um, a significant portion of their cars from the Focus to the Fusion to the Taurus and the Fiesta. So they're saying goodbye to all of these sedans. Uh, another news on this electric vehicle story is what I believe um, a good business model, which is Voyage. Voyage is currently a self-driving robo-taxi. Autonomous ride-sharing startup Voyage has raised about $31 million in the Series B round, according to its press releases. Franklin Templeton led the round, followed by Cosla Ventures, In Motion Ventures, which is Jaguar Land Rover's Venture Capital Fund, Chevron's Technology Ventures, which is Chevron's Venture Capital Arm, and this round will bring Voyage's total funding to $52 million year-to-date. The company plans to use the funds to expand its fleet size and team. Now, for those listeners who do not know who is Voyage, Voyage started its journey in 2017 and it aims at providing a robo-taxi service to commuters. Currently, it is operating in retirement zones all over California and Florida. 
So it has a multi-year exclusive license to operate self-driving ride-sharing vehicles in the, in the villages in Florida. And the villages are the largest retirement community in the world. It is spread over 32 square miles, home to about 78 villages, housing around 100 to 1,550 homes. For those listeners who can't understand the meaning of this, essentially it's grandma and grandpa going to bingo night and they would just rather hop on to the robo-taxi of voyage so that they could go to the destination on time. So imagine this entire countyville being the most, um, basically it's a test bed or a, a site for innovation and autonomous ride-sharing startup voyage is um, making sure that grandma goes from distance A to distance B um, with, um, with all the safety that she needs. Voyage is actually doing well and they're doing the right thing. Um, as I said, most self-driving cars has NVIDIA inside. It should be noted that all these developments on the self-driving has helped NVIDIA and NVIDIA actually closed for the first time above 200, closing $204 this year. This is the highest close ever in the last 12 months. And this is an automatic 52-week high. Uh, we have been bullish with NVIDIA since $160. So $204, that's approximately roughly more than 20%. Now, speaking about robo-taxis, we cannot help identify um, Uber. So let's discuss things about Uber. Okay, so Uber is a $57 billion market cap even after it has failed from its IPO. So this is lower than IPO of $45 per share. It's trading roughly about approximately $30 to $33. We would have to say that Uber is a company that is trying to figure things out because they know that relying only on ride hailing will not make them profitable even after five years. So they needed to diversify. And their diversif di diversification methods are Uber Works, Uber Taxis, Uber Fright Tracks, Uber Eats, Uber Kitchens. So let's discuss the ghost kitchens, which are Uber Kitchens. What essentially is a ghost kitchen? A ghost kitchen is essentially a commissary for any chef who pays rental to Uber every month instead of spending a million on opening her own restaurant and everything she sells will only be through Uber Eats. Ghost kitchens are essentially preparation of delivery-only meals, also known as commissary kitchen. Um, it could be called a cloud kitchen because it contains all the kitchen equipment and facilities needed for your restaurant meals without the dining area for walk-in customers. Uber essentially follows a major trend, and that trend is the sharing economy. For instance, you want to build your own restaurant and you're okay for just renting out a commissary. It's cheaper. So in a way, this is thinking like how Microsoft does. Microsoft um, invested in a lot of data centers, spent the capex so that you don't have to build your own data center and can just rent it out from Microsoft. In this manner, the ghost kitchen is somebody making a huge commissary kitchen allowing any chef to create their product, making a factory essentially of delivery meals so that um, people can um, essentially just 
get takeouts and delivery. Note that Uber, um, of course, has Uber Eats and it definitely is a synergistic arm for Uber to have commissary kitchens and I think that's a correct view. Another um, thing that Uber is following is the major trend on gig economy. So the global workforce today has slowly been shifting away from permanent secure jobs towards short-term temporary positions. This has led venture capitalists to back countless platforms that cater to this mobile smartphone-toting workforce, such as, example, Deputy, helping companies manage their hourly paid workers, Shift Gig, connecting employers with short-term workers, Jit Jat Joe, which matches service and hospitality businesses with temps. So Uber works, this has been rumored for a while, but Uber officially confirmed this week that they are expanding beyond on-demand transport and into on-demand staffing for the recruitment industry. So this move represents a natural evolution, both for Uber and the modern-day workforce, which has really pushed steadily towards temporary shift-based employment. Now, UberWorks is, as I said, far from the first online platform to match gig workers with temporary work. For this gig economy, the platforms we know are Fiverr, TaskRabbit, Mechanical Turk. They provide comparable services with also um, the latter, Mechanical Turk, owned by Amazon, which is geared towards jobs involving so-called human intelligence tasks things that cannot be made by an artificial intelligence robot. So the project called UberWorks has quietly worked um, in Chicago and launched um, this Friday, October, Friday was October 25, um, in a blog post on its website. Uber explained that it has partnered with local businesses in Chicago, offering workers six job categories. So this is um, back of house, front of house, warehouse, cleaning, customer service, and general labor. Jobs taken might include bartending, assembly line work, or preparation cooking. Now, note about what this is doing. Not everybody wants to drive a car around all day, and not everybody wants to be driven around. But everybody needs a job and everybody needs people working for them. Everybody, meaning any company. So by expanding into the wider workforce, Uber has a much bigger pool of people to monetize, which can only work wonders for its bottom line. So on Uber Works, just to give you an entire understanding, the staffing and recruitment industry in the US alone is a $153 billion industry, significantly more than the ride-hailing industry. Note that if they can do this in the U.S. and spawns this to the entire world, it will be the ultimate blue-collar work app, the ultimate gig economy app. Now, Uber currently already claims around 4 million drivers globally. So it doesn't take a great deal of imagination to see how Uber could leverage its existing shift working user base in the future. So example, if you finish your shift moonlighting as a driver, get a few hours sleep and then begin your day shift as a waiter tomorrow. That's a possible scenario here. The blue collar work app will be similar to its core ride hailing service 
and Uber is quick to point out that Uber works merely provides a platform for recruiters to find workers. Let's say you have a restaurant nearby, you need an extra helping hand. Uber will not want to be seen as the recruiter itself. Indeed, the Uber company partnered with staffing agencies such as TrueBlue, which takes care of all the recruitment side of things, managing your pay, managing your benefits. Similarly, Uber is partnering with a number of education and training companies to deliver services that support skill-up leveling and promote work re-entry. So similarly, this is what Uber has been doing to its drivers. So TrueBlue is best known as an agency focused on on-demand, temporary blue-collar workforce. And as such, this is exactly who Uber is targeting through its new app. Laborers, warehouse workers, cooks, cleaners, customer service staff, waiters, bartenders, and more. Shift workers, in other words. Let's also take notice that if you've been watching the show Billions, well, I got a um, song, I, I got something to say to you. The Billions creator will make an Uber TV show. So they're going to pivot on Travis Kalanick, Uber's hard-charging CEO, who was ultimately ousted in a boardroom coup. The Showtime Limited series will depict the roller coaster ride of the upstart transportation company embodying the highs and lows of Silicon Valley. And this is the secret or not-so-secret caveat. Um, as we know, Alphabet owns Waymo and Waze, which owns several driverless cars. In fact, Waymo is way more advanced than any self-driving cars out there. This makes me say that Alphabet has a secret weapon. So among all of these super fleet-charged cars, whether it be Uber, whether it be Tesla, whether it be Ford, whether it be Voyage, um, or maybe Waze one day, it's good to say that the entire ride-hailing transportation industry, including the gig economy, is something to watch out for, as well as the electric vehicle car stations. Okay, so um, the electric charge plugs, essentially. Another news to say is that this week, um, HBO Max has partnered with T-Mobile, while Disney has partnered with Horizon. These are free things. Verizon is offering its customers a free year of Disney's upcoming streaming service, Disney+. Plus. The offer is available to new and existing Verizon wireless customers, new Fias home internet customers, and new 5G home internet customers. Disney Plus launches on November 12 for $6.99 a month or $69.99 a year. Now, if you notice, Apple is at $4.99, and I would say that 50% off, it is very low. Amongst all of these things, Netflix still persists that they aren't cheap, and they believe that people should pay for their value, which is their great content. So Netflix continues with a $13 per month package. Now, I believe that Netflix will have 130 seasons of non-English language shows next year intended for the international market. And as in their earnings call, Netflix did say that they wish to serve 190 countries and they intend to serve 190 countries, not just USA. So the real 
loser here is television sets. So what do you think about all these news? What do you think about Tesla? What do you think about everything else? If you have any views, if you like whatever you hear, please share the, Sp the Faces Trailer Spotify podcast. And um, you can follow me on my Medium where all of these podcast transcripts are. Look for me, Medium uh, slash at Nikki U. Thank you and goodbye.